Hi everybody and welcome to God Guns and Prep. Today I'm your host Dax and today I have a guest on the podcast, my brother-in-law Derek. He's a pretty cool guy. We're going to ask him some simple questions today and uh, see what he thinks on certain matters. So Derek, are you emergency are you prepared for emergency situations? To an extent, yes. Depends on the situation. I'm not prepared for all the situations, but um I mean, we have for today's kits, we have 72-hour kits, we have um, self-defense mechanisms, we have food, we have um, water currently. Don't have any water storage set up yet, but something I need to work on. Okay, awesome. Do you feel that other people should be more prepared in today's day and age for emergency situations? Yeah, it can never, never be a bad thing, and... Honestly, with all the technology out there today, it could honestly be worse than an emergency 50 years ago. You know, the whole power grids and everything could get hacked and shut down, and everybody's screwed for a while. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even just natural disaster emergencies, like you look at what happened to Texas this last winter, and it was a mess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why anybody would build water lines on top of the earth, I have no idea, just because they think they're warm, but, you know, that's yeah. an infrastructure issue. But, you know, as also on that aspect, you know, municipalities and governments should be making sure that their infrastructures are built to withstand uncommon situations. That's true. I mean, even things like the power grid, like you were saying, I mean, that hasn't been updated in, what, like 100 years? Something yeah, like that? Yeah, I have no idea. But with everything online nowadays, it's really easy for stuff to get manipulated and hacked and messed with. Definitely. So what are some steps maybe that you think that you and your family could take to maybe be a little bit more prepared in emergencies, possibly? Um, water is one. Um, get, you know, other means of purifying water other than, like, fire, wood-burning stove. We have that, but, you know... Um, having maybe more dehydrated freeze-dried foods where most of our food storage is food that we regularly eat and we're rotating in and out of. Um, right. Which actually isn't an uncommon practice and it's pretty common, pretty, uh, I don't want to say hyped up, recommended maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they you should be rotating it. Yeah. So, you know, we always keep things on hand that we eat. You know, that's a big thing is don't just go buy a bunch of dehydrated stuff you don't know you like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. But, you know, also, also knowing how to, you know, prep an animal. Yeah. You know, everybody should know how to prep an animal. Everybody should know how to gut an animal, any kind of animal. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Do you think that it's important to exercise your Second Amendment rights? Hypothetically, yes. Hypothetically, yes. Perfect. Um, let's see here. And hypothetically, do you think that it's important to conceal carry? Yes. Do you think that everybody should? Mm, no. I think only those who feel comfortable doing it should. If you're not comfortable around firearms and they make you nervous, then don't don't have them. Exactly. Yeah. 
you know, James, who is also on this podcast a lot with me, you know, he, he practically preaches concealed carry no matter what. And he talks about how everybody should conceal carry and everybody should know how to shoot a gun. I disagree with that as well, because if you don't feel comfortable, you're obviously going to A, freeze up and get yourself hurt. Yep. Or B, hurt somebody else on accident. Yep. That shouldn't have been. And it's, it's a lot more than just knowing how to shoot a firearm, too. You also got to know what rounds to use. You know, what rounds to use in your home. In case yeah. of a home intrusion, you need to know what rounds you can take out a threat and make sure you're not going to hit somebody in your family behind them. Exactly, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of accidents with uh, like home break-ins and stuff with people who have firearms have been just simply going through walls or going through you know the floor or whatever else and hurting somebody else in the process. Or going through a body, yeah. through another body. Yep. So, like I said, knowing the right rounds. Honestly, one of the best home defense rounds you can have is a birdshot 12-gauge. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because those BBs are in close range in your home. They're going to do enough damage to the person you want to hit. But if anybody gets hit with a straight BB, they're not going to die. Most likely. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> that That's the hope, anyways. Yeah. Um, do you think hollow points are a good home defense round? Yeah. Okay. Because they mushroom on impact, they won't they won't go through a body. Right. And a lot of people don't know that, you know, bullets will go through sometimes more than two or three bodies at a time. Well, like, law enforcement does not use hollow points right. for that specific reason because a lot of times they have to shoot into a car. And so their round needs to not only pierce the car and then hit the person on, you know, on the other side of the aluminum or whatever sheet metal the car is, or... Sometimes they have to shoot through walls, and so, you know, to get at a perpetrator where, as a home defense, your goal is to only take care of the threat right in front of you. Exactly, yep. And then, uh, so we already went over food storage and why you think it's important. Do you think that the Second Amendment laws apply to today's guns or do you think it's only stuck back in 1776 like a lot of people do i think it applies to all guns i mean there's you know your fully automatics and stuff you got you can't have but all all the guns that as a law-abiding citizen without any felonies not being a restricted person that you can go into any gun store and buy in this country yes i think it applies to that okay and uh, do you think that it's important that felon felons, per se, let's say a guy, you know, got his act together and all that, cleaned up, was sober and fine for many years, do you think that it, he still should be restricted guns? It would depend on what his felony charges were for, in my opinion. Right. So if it was for any type of violent crime, I don't think he should have a gun. Um, you know, if it was something petty, something dumb, like, you know, guy with, I don't know, a little bit of marijuana in his pocket, you know, in a school zone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So, something you know, kind of stupid, yeah, yeah. You know, that gets classified as a felony just because of circumstances. Um, do you think that felons should be able to vote? Yeah. I do. As do I. I think all U.S. citizens should be able to vote. Agreed. 
Yeah, I found out recently, and I, I don't remember how. Oh, I, I worked with a felon, actually. Awesome guy, though. Um, I guess they can't vote in Utah if you're a felon, I believe. Huh. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that out, and I thought that was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. I was just like, what? You're over 18? You can't vote? Yeah. For a felony? That's kind of dumb. But definitely. Um, do you think that silencers apply to the Second Amendment? Suppressors, you mean? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't actually silence it. It's nothing like the movies or TV makes it look like. I mean, it does lower it, but it's definitely not silent. Um, you know, and I don't know how other states are, but in Utah, there's a lot of extra background stuff you have to do to be able to get one of those. It's not just your regular, I'm going to go buy a handgun background check. It's a long waiting list and where to buy a handgun, they check with the Bureau of Criminal Investigation for the state, where when you're doing that, it's a full ATF background check. And so it's a full, you know, nationwide background check where I could actually have a charge somewhere else in the country that's not classified as a felony, but there are misdemeanors that can get you on the restricted persons list that I could have those charges in a different state and still buy a handgun in Utah strictly because they only check my felony record. Right. Where the full ATF background check on the suppressors and fully automatic weapons and like sawed-off shotguns, there's specialized weapons you can get in those circumstances. Um, it's a lot broader background check. Yeah, and doesn't it take like nine months or something like that? It takes a long time. I've never done one. I know people that have, um, but I know I know it's a long, drawn-out deal. Um, one of my friend's dads bought a little shorty shotgun it's not a sawed off but it's classified under that classification because of how short the barrel is that yeah it took him almost a year he bought it and you know the gun store had to hold it until his all that extra background stuff was done before he could get it and it took almost a year before he could get pick it up right yeah yeah that, that's got to be kind of one of those like, man, I just want to take it out and shoot it. Yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's so easy to get these guns. It's it's not. They all think that an AR-15 is a fully automatic rifle, which it's not. Yeah. Matter of fact, a lot of people think that AR-15 stands for assault rifle. Yeah. It actually stands for Armalite Design 15. Yeah. And uh, I just, I think it's interesting. Um, and uh, a rifle can only become an assault rifle when you use it to assault someone. And that's with pretty much any weapon. Yep. So, or gun, I should say. I got a golf club that can be an assault weapon, too. Yeah. It's an assault golf club. <laughs> yep. Assault nine iron. So, I mean, a lot of people, you know, you watch a lot of these, uh, I don't want to say liberals, but we'll say liberals just for the sake of fast explanation. Um, you know, they, they don't do as much research as they could, or they look at non-government sites. And even sometimes when you look on government sites, they give you false descriptions and accuracies of what things are like in AR-15. Um, and I think that just sucks for everybody else, because, you know, you call something an assault rifle, and automatically it, it sounds really bad. 
when in reality it's just a rifle. Yep. So, and uh, we talked about before how the AR-15 is great for lots of things like sport shooting. Uh, you can use it for hunting certain rounds in it. Yeah. I don't think you can use the two two three anymore. No, the five five six, maybe. I don't know. Probably about the only thing I'd shoot with the five five three or or five five six or two two three would be a rabbit. Yeah, rabbit, squirrel. Yeah, small game. I wouldn't try to take down a buck with it. No. But. No, I, mean, I just have them because it's. Well, I had one till I lost it in a boating accident, but we really enjoyed it. Yeah. When we had it for sport shooting because it's a gun that kids think is cool and it's really easy for kids to learn how to shoot and, you know, to be safe around. And it's just a little bit more powerful than a twenty two, so it doesn't throw them on their butt like a big rifle or a shotgun. Definitely. Yeah, we talk about in uh, our AR-15 episode how I think it's a great gun. For kids that might necessarily not want to just shoot a twenty-two, but still they can shoot it and handle it just fine. And it's got a lot of shooter ease with it. You know, most of them have adjustable uh, butt stocks on them. You make them longer or shorter. I like to say that that's for the user, but it's really was designed more for if you're close quarters or longer range. Yeah. But it does help with, you know, where you feel comfortable with it being. You, you know, the applications on it are almost endless. Yep. Any, any sight you want, any grip you want, any trigger you could ever possibly imagine. Um, so those are really fun. Stupid boats. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's say, allegedly, you were to make a bug-out vehicle. What would you make one out of? Hmm. I don't know. That's a hard one, isn't it? Honestly, an Australian Ute. I'm not familiar with those. What are those? It's basically a Toyota Tacoma, but the Australian version. That's they're, cool. But they're diesel. That's awesome. I didn't know they made those in diesel. Yeah. Yeah, anything like diesel if I was is to awesome. Pick anything I wanted, that's probably what it would be, because it literally like Whistling Diesel had one, and literally, I mean, he romped it through everything, and tried to break it, and rolled it multiple times down a Moab, and it still would just keep going. Yeah. Do you see that he ended up making a second Monster Max as well? Yeah, a bigger one. Yeah. But, but yeah, those. I mean, honestly, it's just it depends on your terrain where you're at, where, you know, I mean, you got to think logically that you're not probably going to travel across the country for a, you know, a bug out vehicle. So, you know, you got to look at the train you're in and make an informed decision on what can get me pretty much everywhere in the train I'm in. Yeah. Especially here in Utah. Uh, you got like the Rocky mountains you got. Yeah. It's just crazy terrain here. Big hills, little hills. Not very much flat ground in Utah. At least not where you want to hide. No. <laughs> so. Um, let's see here. Uh, do you do anything for power prep? I have a generator. You have a generator? Yeah. Okay. I have a generator. I keep gas on hand. I keep um, 
I don't have any way to, I don't have a propane generator, but I generally keep a decent amount of propane on hand. Um, you know, cause you know, power goes out like, okay, my generator can keep my fridge going my freezers going. I can kind of rotate in between those running that on gas, you know, as long as I got enough gas, but then, you know, I can cook outside with wood and propane. Right. So they also have, I saw this one guy on a job site have this kind of generator and I thought it was actually kind of cool for what it was. Uh, it's called a multi-fuel generator. Yeah, I've actually been looking at those to replace the one I have. I think so, they're awesome. But yeah, they'll run off gas or propane. Or they have some that'll even run off other fuels too. Yeah, the one guy that I saw on site with it, his will run on gasoline, propane, and natural gas. And so he's got a line that goes straight from his house that he can hook his generator up to. Nice. I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. So, um, are you looking into solar maybe in the future? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's expensive. It's, it's, it's not that it's expensive. It's both companies that have came and tried to sell me on it. Try to sell you on a bunch of lies. Yeah. So they try to sell you on the fact that it's going to up the value of your home, which it does not. It might make it easier to sell. But there is no resale value in solar right now. Right now in the market, there's not. Right. Um, another thing is is both companies quoted me a price, and they lock you into a 25 year payment plan on your panels. Oh wow! And I tell and I ask both companies. I said, "What is it if I pay cash?" Well, it's that 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 end amount that you end up paying. Right. Well, how is that? Because I'm taking a 25 year loan. I'm paying interest for 25 years, but if I pay cash, I'm, I literally I still have to pay all the interest as if I paid on it for 25 years. Right, they're trying to get that big yeah, number at yeah, the end still. Yeah. So, you know, because I'm like, well, I don't want to tie myself into a 25 year loan on my house that I don't owe 25 years on. Right. And, um, you know, and so, but yeah, so. A lot of them, it's misinformation. Like our city, I've talked to people that work at the city. I know that a lot of the things they're telling my neighbors that are signed up for it are not true. As far as the city paying you back or paying you for kilowatt hours you put back into the system, Payson City does not. Right. Um, most everybody I've talked to that mm -hmm. has gotten solar had gotten quoted that, oh, you're going to be making more electricity than you're using but they're actually making still making less than they're using after putting the solar in so i just don't think that solar's gone far enough yet for me to do it right have you ever heard of a solar generator i have so uh, james actually who does this a lot with me he has one and he's got a he's got one solar panel for it and you can actually hook up uh, deep cycle batteries to it as well okay so you can have extra battery basically the solar charger is, is like a hundred pound battery yeah and you just have one solar panel i was doing a lot of research on these i don't remember the name of them but basically you can run things like a refrigerator almost indefinitely off of it wow that's cool yeah so i think that's a Maybe not a full solar option to go, but yeah, a good one if Might you be a viable yeah option. 
if you don't want to spend the generator on, you know, the fridge or freezer. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely something to look into, maybe. I think solar is great in a lot of smaller aspects. I think it'll get there. I just don't think it's there yet. Definitely not. In the residential. You know, a lot of the commercial, a lot of the military bases are using it, but the problem, I think, is downsizing it for a house. Yeah. It's definitely a lot harder or than... upsizing it for a house. They've got it, to, you know, to charge batteries, but to actually power a house, I don't think the technology is as good as it needs to be yet. Yeah, I, I, think, I feel the same, too. I mean, you think about military operations and all that, and they're probably using a lot of solar panels and a lot of batteries and whatever well, and else. They're using technology that hasn't been released to us yet, too. Probably that as well, yeah. So, all right, Derek, well, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time on God Guns and Prep. Thank you for joining us.